Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets. What does that trippy music mean? Does that trippy music mean? It means it's time for some call me Tim. The actual quote is, there are some who call me Tim. Comes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, famous movie, Tim the Enchanter. Standing on the precipice, the bridge to go find the Holy Grail, the the gatekeeper, if you will, to the unknown, Tim the Enchanter. There are some who call me Tim, which is why that is the name of this show. Also, uh, I will be joined by Timothy Pizza. Some people call him Tim. They actually kind of call him Timmy or Timothy, but uh, there are some who call him Tim. And he's going to be, uh, he is pervert fervor, and he plays the second hour here on there. Some call me, some call me Tim. He does the second hour, and he plays his moogity moobs and his beepity boops. But our first hour 
We have an interview every week, and today's interview is scheduled with comedian, jujitsu artist, tattooed man, Jeremy Adkins. Bringing up the trippy music, bringing it down. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. Uh, so here on Some Who Call Me, there are some to call me Tim. We're basically want to know your experiences any way that you'd like to relay them. All right. Dealing with either your connection or disconnection with some call it God, some call it Buddha, some call it Krishna, some have the old God, so some the have Alpha the new. the Omega. Sure, okay. sure. Alpha yeah. and Omega. Some people call it the Alpha and the Omega. Some people, some people were raised Christians. Some people are Jews. Some people. I'm really hoping someday we get a Satanist. But the whole point. I know a couple would probably want to come on here. Yeah. Like, like really hardcore into the idea and like to talk a lot. Right. Well, the whole point of Some Call Me Tim is that we want to get individual perspectives on how people connect with the concept of an afterlife or okay. The yeah. The concept of religion or discipline or sort of the the first question I like to ask people is uh, do you consider yourself a moral person? Maybe. 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 Some days I go, yeah, I've got a great moral compass, and then some days I go, holy shit, you are so full of shit, man. You would do just But being about full anything. of shit doesn't mean that you're not being full of shit doesn't mean that you're not moral. You can be full okay. of shit and still be a moral person. I mean, yeah. does lying, or when you say like, being filled with shit, does it mean you feel like a liar? Cause well, like, I, I told this to someone the other night. Sometimes I feel like a human cockroach. Like, I'll do just about anything to get to my goal. Like, really innocuous thing, but it just kind of says everything, which is my phone was dying, the battery was dying, and I was in the middle of a stressful situation. I was waiting for a ride. I didn't have a way to charge it. And I didn't know what the fuck to do, and I needed my phone. It was like 2%, gonna die, I'm screwed. So I walked into the AT&T store, walked up to a salesperson, and went, Hey, I hear you have a great phone plan. I need a new phone. Want to talk about phone sales? And he went, it lit up, because he was like, oh, sales. All right, here we go. Yes, of course. I was, great. And while we talk about the sales, can I charge my phone? That's not cockroachy. That's really smart. Yeah, but I've wasted this guy's time because I had no matter. intention no. of buying anything. That's okay. That's their job. That's what they're there for. Yeah, but I felt bad because he's not getting no. a sale and, and he's Doesn't all like, he's trying to do his thing. Sure. No, that was really, really smart. Now, when you first said you feel like a cockroach, I'm like, you feel like you have a strong exoskeleton that can be crushed easily under the boots of your fellow man. Yeah, and then too, I think, I but guess. then I don't feel like that because you're like a big hulking for people who haven't met Jeremy Atkins. He is um, a tall man who is very muscular, he has lots of tattoos, uh, his head is covered in tattoos, but he is a, like a jiu-jitsu master guy. A black belt He's a black jiu-jitsu. belt in jiu-jitsu. So you know he's got the discipline, but he's, he doesn't have, he, if he has an exoskeleton, it's a tough exoskeleton. You <laughs> cannot smash this guy easily under your boot. You don't seem like a person that can be easily smashed. No, so the cockroach no. metaphor, I feel like more like that you were a tiny African bird on the back of a hippopotamus eating oh, like maybe because okay. here's the big bit back AT&T right big big hippopotamus lots totally. of lots of energy lots of money lots of phones you just needed a little bit of energy you seemed a little bit from AT&T so you went into okay. AT&T 
you, you scratched their back. You, you, you know, you kept one of their guys busy, made him feel like he was working. Okay. And then you needed what you, you ate, you picked, you took a little bit of their energy, and then you flew away. You <laughs> flew back off. I like that. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that one. Okay, that good. one's a good one. Thank but, you. Yeah, you bet. So. so you are, I feel like you are, I feel like you're a moral person in that, and I don't know you very well, but I feel like you seem to be a moral person from the outside because you clearly have s- discipline. I, I, I have a little bit of that, yeah. Because you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I, I am. I, uh, it takes a lot of time. That's a lot of discipline and time and effort and what's the other word I'm looking for? Dedication. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I think that sometimes, though, that like what people think of as discipline, I think of I just try to keep myself occupied. Like I Uber now, and before I kind of set my schedule, I was Ubering like 11, 12 hours a day. Oh, no. And enjoying every minute of it, like having a blast doing it. I just, it keeps me occupied. I keep thinking about like, like sets, one lines for, you know, my sets. I keep moving. You talk to people. You tell people your jokes when they're in your car. No, I barely talk to people. If Uh they talk to me, I talk to them. But I I think it's also why I like comedy is I like being around people. I don't like being with people. Like Interesting. Yeah. I I like talking to people. I like telling people stories, jokes, sad sad things. But I don't actually like conversing with most people. You don't like the communal aspect. So you're not, you were never a churchgoer. You don't like that feeling of 400 people all singing songs to God. No, you're an individual. You say, I'm not going to sing what everybody else is singing. Religion is like one of the most fascinating, horrifying things that I can think of. Like, I, uh, it's a control mechanism, you know? I, uh, it's groupthink. Groupthink is one of the things that right. scares me most in the world. Sure. Cancer, a stroke, and groupthink are the three terrors of my Wow. Life. Wow. Yeah. You heard it here, everybody, on Some Call Me Tim. Cancer, stroke, and groupthink. Oh, yeah. Well, groupthink is where, like, like, everything you think of throughout history, you know, there's, there's not, like... Right. Hitler of, had a lot of groupthink going on. Yeah. There. yeah. There's not a lot of individuals that sit around and go, hey, you know, I'm a groovy cat. I like to do my thing. I hope everybody does their thing. You know, I mean, occasionally there are, but like, it's very rare for somebody to sit around and be like, yeah, I like my thing. I like people doing their things. I think I'm going to go shoot a whole bunch of people. Wow. Yeah. You know, there's always some manifesto, you know? Right. People. And, but that's the thing. How do you get to be followed? Now, see, that's the thing. Would you want to be one of the per- people that would be followed? Would oh, no. you want to be one oh, of those God. weird gurus? It's like, it's welcome to my jujitsu guru. I, I couldn't pull it off. I'd make fun of people too much. I always oh. say something that makes somebody, like, feel awkward. I always say something that, like, screws it up. Like, I, I'll be reeling somebody in with some good story, and then I'll t- say something, and they go, oh, fuck, you are an asshole, aren't you? Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Like, like, the other night at one of the open mics... Um, as right before I went on, I thought it'd be really funny to mention because the host just kind of looked like she had just like walked out of like a a sauna. It just been hot all day. She sure. just looked good, like. And so I thought it'd be funny to, to say, you know, if you want to know how hot it is, just look at the host. And and she was just like, and I get, I what, get. Can it, can we know specifics? What open mic were you at? I, I mean, I I don't have a problem. I'm the one that looks like the asshole here. Um, it was Spice Monkey and Ash was. Uh, Ash was hosting. And, oh, and Julie Ash or Ash Fisher? Ash, Ash Fisher. Oh, okay. And, uh, D- and the fake lesbian. Oh, oh, I think that that's, I think that's unfair. I think that, I think that throughout history, like, I think human sexuality is a spectrum and not binary. Like, there's going to be, I, well, there is a guy. See, you're so nice. You're so moral. You're totally. There's a guy that her. I would, if, if I was, 
into relationships I would have a, a relationship with. Um, who's, who's that? You can tell us? Oh. You can tell us. No one listens to this show. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say it because he kind of... He's sort he of a, a semi-famous rock star. Oh, well, you're never going to be with that guy anyway. he's a good friend of mine. Oh, he's a good friend of mine. Oh, he's a good friend of mine. Like, like, yeah, um, don't say that. I have slept in the same bed with him more than once. Ooh, that's Oh, sexy. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, um, but he's... Yeah. Let's Rock. break it down. Yeah, it's Kid Rock. Let's yeah. break it down. Me and Kid Rock have been sharing motel and hotel rooms for a long time. Let's break it down to my level. If you were to have a crush on a comedian who is in the San Francisco comedy community that is a dude. That is a dude. Who would it be? Oh, um, um, it would be a it would be a toss up between Zach Weissman. Oh, you're a Zach. Wow. Oh, I'm I'm big fan of his. Big fan of his. Um, I dig talking to him. I dig watching him do his thing. Um, he I is. Mean, he is cute. He's a, he, he's he's, he's all right. It's more his 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 act and his more talking to him. Gotcha. Um, or it's not his pretty blue eyes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to look again. I, I guess I've really not, really extremely blue eyes. I guess I haven't been looking deep enough. Yep. Um, or who's who's somebody who's handsome? Um, you know, I can't. I, I'm not trying you to cop out. Can't think of a second I, crush. I can't. I can't think of it. So I guess Zach is in the running. Zach's in the running. If, if I decide that guys are gonna be my thing at some point, Zach might want to hide. Wow. I, he, I think he'd be into it. Uh, Timmy Pizza, your two guy crushes that you could have in the San Francisco comedy community. The San Francisco comedy community. And that someone switched the microphone on that one. Just let you know, you have to be real close to get there. Oh, uh, okay. There, um, perfect. That's great. Shit. Um. No pressure. Comedy crush. Comedy. Better not be Zach Wiseman. It's not Zach. Yeah, I mean, I hate money. everybody uh, equally. Um, <laughs> that does, like, has nothing to do with a crush. I've yeah, hated, I've hated um, crushes before. I mean, that's the worst. Oh, I, think, I think I'd have to say my good co-host on Bubblegum Garbage, Thomas Bridgman. That's a great... He's a sexy, sexy man. Yeah, I mean... I Absolutely. Think, I don't know if I could go as far as, like, full dude on dude with him. I think, like, him he's and I... He's got a great little bod. I think him and I could, like... You know, like tag team chicks together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. High five. He's a high fiver. Yeah, so wait, so wait. While you're tag teaming them, or is, is there going to be interaction between the two of you? Like high fives and cool. That guys that's stuff. really not. You're you're yeah. not you're not pushing the boundaries there. That like frat guys do that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You got to push the boundaries. Yeah. Uh, it'll work. It works for me. Maybe, I can maybe, see you guys high fiving. Maybe a, ba- maybe in a back fun. rub. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. That's, uh, that yeah. sounds like he's, it might lead somewhere. He's pretty straight. That's nice. There you go. I don't know, I mean, it's, I mean, I've thought about, you know, yeah, not, like, not Tom, but, you know, I've thought about, like, am I gay? I really, like, I, I remember being 16 and exploring that. And, oh, like, right on. Know, Good like, for you. Being like, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I don't think, see, I, I'm, a, I'm, I don't know where I, I started this idea, started this thought, but I don't think that, like I said, sexuality is on a spectrum. Sure. Oh, wait, know? I did make out with Ben Lupinetti. You did? Yeah, wow. here. At Mutiny. What? Why? Uh, there was some girl in from L.A., Chelsea Frank. Oh, she was making out with everybody. She made out with. She made out with, with Stephen Massey. And oh, then that was ben beautiful. Ben got on stage right after. And he her made out with you. That I was me. here. I remember that. Yeah. That was very funny. Yeah. Okay, so my girl crush is easy. Gabby Pochia in a second. Oh yeah. Okay. She's smoking. I mean, come on. Eat done and done. Yeah. Cute as a button and just the nicest person. I feel like, ugh, she'd just be a she'd be a slam dunker. Like that's if I was going lesbian, I'd definitely she'd be the first comedian I'd be like, Hey Gabby Bogia, what are you doing tonight? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'd woo her. I'd woo her with like I'd make my own Noki for her. Wow. I'd wow. like yeah. Okay. She's, Is that a she's, euphemism? No, I just really enjoy Noki. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, 
So it's that, like that, a potato pasta. Sense. How yeah, can it, it not would, be it delicious? It makes sense that you would offer that. That would be what you were. Well, it's offer. like it's like if you're gonna eat some dirty pillow, it's like they're like dirty pillows, basically. It's like yeah. if I'm gonna sleep on your dirty pillows, I wanna eat, feed you some dirty I want some soft, delicious pillows of potatoy goodness. All right, so food's a religion for me. Uh, all right, I'm I'm glad we got to your g- gender. Is that, so clearly you don't really go with the Judeo-Christian schema of things. Or like homosexuality's both stupid and well, bad. So I, we've got you've got a gender by you're like not on the gender binary. You're definitely saying there's a fluid structure between oh all yeah, of it. Absolutely. We're on board. Good stuff. Working out, got the jujitsu. Not a Satan worshiper. No, I don't believe in religion at all. Like so, all these higher powers, you say. I don't even Krishna, believe the human. No. Blah, 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 blah. no, I uh, my. But you my, got Asian shit tattooed on your head. What's up oh, with that? Oh, I that's I actually have become embarrassed by it. Actually, like within the last year, I finally kind of got uh, enough sense to be embarrassed by it. But like the, <laughs> you got to remember that like, I got this tattoo when I was 18. The and head eight, tattoo? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I started getting the head tattoo when I was 18. You were like, I'm going to shave my head and I'm going to tattoo my head. Well, I started with the front piece. I started with the kanji up front and then it just kind of worked from there. And it took a long time to finish. But you got to remember that 18 was almost 30 years ago. So 30 years ago, kanji wasn't a really big deal. And so for me, the tattoo thing was always a way like, I know this, what I'm about to say is really stupid. It's really stupid, but it's true. Getting tattooed wasn't anything other than a way to be left alone. Like, like. Wow. For, no, yeah. that's not stupid. That's really interesting. Like, who's gonna talk to a fully covered in tattoo guy? Like, thirty who's years ago, bo- exactly. Yeah. It was a stigma, big, big stigma on the ta- especially yeah. on well, a I head tattoo. Getting, I started getting tattooed when I was fifteen. Yeah, people uh, stopped pushing me around when I had arm tattoos. Until um, you were. Get, uh, oh, yeah. Like strangers would. You know, cut in front of me a line or... Oh, no, it was never a push-around thing. It was a... I just literally... I don't want you to talk to me. I want to go about my day, do whatever the fuck I want. I don't want to be spoken to. I'd rather be left alone. And I thought, oh, yeah, I get covered in tattoos. Huh. And everyone will leave me alone. And that is so wrong. So the opposite of what's going to happen. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. I was wrong. (laughs) Completely, utterly across the board wrong. Right. Well, but you... When you first got your tattoos, you were like, I'm going to shave my head. I'm yeah. going to do a tattoo. And then you let the hair grow back or you, um, ke- you usually keep it shaved? Or I, go, how did it- I go back and forth on shaving the head. Like, okay. I just, I really like having the head shaved. In fact, like, if I could just, and I'm, I'm sure there's some bald guy out there that's about to, like, start writing a death threat. I, if I could just voluntarily go bald, like, just like, whoop, none, and then wear wigs every once in a while, I'd be so into that. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, let's go back to the actual head tattoos. It's yeah. this weird Chinese writing. You said they were kanji. I don't know what that means. Um, okay, so I'm going to show my, my, my intelligence and my stupidity all at once. Kanji is what you call the characters in Asian writing. Okay. Like, that's probably Like in the wrong. hieroglyphs. Instead of calling it a hieroglyph, you call it a kanji. I think. That's okay. probably wrong. Um, and I'm probably, you know... It's okay. Yeah. I believe it. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, so basically, like, I would I would kind of come up with a phrase, and then I would look it up in a dictionary, and, like, look it up in two or three dictionaries, and just go from there. And so I just started getting the kanji first, and then my tattoo artist at some point said, hey, you know, we should cover the rest of your head. Let's, uh, I was like, uh, sure, why not? 
Yeah. Hey, I want to make money for the next year and a half. How about we just cover your head? Oh, oh, this is one of those. I have a lot of chapters in my life. This is one of those luckier than good chapters. Oh, you have, have friends who are tattoo artists. Uh, yeah, I paid yeah. very little for my tattoos. Yeah, my whole, way. everything I have on me, I think I've paid, well, I don't know if you count the divorce as payment because my ex-wife used to tattoo <laughs> me. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I paid in actual fiscal amounts. I think maybe $2,000, maybe $1,500. Nice. Wow. Maybe. It might even be less than that. I might, I, my, mine might have been less. My, my big one on my arm, the, um, the, uh, my microphone, he only wanted to charge me 100 bucks, and I was like, I'm giving you $400. Like, Do a good job. Ask. Well, no, I, I get paid it after. Like, he did it. It was amazing. He's like, eh, 100 bucks. And I'm like, it took four hours. I'm not paying you more than $25 an hour. Like, come on, man. Like, let me at least. That's, that is very cool So I you, gave. Because most people would jump on the opportunity. No, I was like, here's $400, dude, and it should be more. Okay. It's like, I mean, I, I hate it when people aren't paid for their art. Oh, yeah. Unless oh. it's in trade. I mean, obviously, you're probably trading sex for tattoos. So uh, that makes sense. Not with all the tattoo artists. Um, right, but with your then wife. Yeah. When you used to get along. Tattooing is a very intimate process. It's oh, very, yeah. And I actually have to go back head. in and have her tattoo me again. Oh, and God. I think that... But you oh, hate her now, so how oh, does she that... she hates me. Well, then she she's should a not professional. be a tattoo artist. She's absolutely a professional. Oh, like, she's going to hide a little baby dick in there. Uh, that's fine. That's what I would I, do. Oh, I, I've, got, <laughs> I've, got, I've got penises on my arm somewhere. Oh, wow. The, the okay. tattoo artist that, that did biomechanics on my arm him and his partner they had a contest at one point and i don't know if i was in like in the time frame of the contest or not but they did a lot of biomechanics and the contest was how many penises and vaginas could they do in a tattoo keep them hidden without the client knowing that's hilarious oh yeah absolutely so there's a like there's a lot of people out there that, that have got... That's like know. the movie Trading Spaces. It's like, well, multiple, let's bet a dollar on whether these girls oh, could... Yeah. We're going to hide a bunch of penises and vaginas in this gentleman's arm. Let's see how long till he comes and beats us up because we put penises and vaginas on his arm. Somebody was telling me that there's a weird Easter egg with that movie. And, uh, there's a weird Easter egg with that movie and some other Eddie Murphy movie. Um... What's the other Eddie Murphy movie involving Besides money? Trading Spaces? Uh, yeah. There's the Coming to America is another great one. Yeah, they might be in the same universe or something. Somebody was explaining it. It was either John Gallagher or Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah, because there's the same hobo in the beginning of both movies. Oh, uh, yeah. That, 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 that's not an Easter egg, though. An <laughs> Easter egg is... Because an Easter egg, from what I understand, is as the movie's going along, you, you push something on the remote and this thing blinks and it shows you another scene. Oh, no, well, yeah, that's kind of an Easter egg, yeah, but, but an Easter egg generally is just like a weird secret you didn't know about something. Oh. Like, it can be like an oh, homage, okay. oh, like yeah, a that makes homage sense. to the director. Yeah, or like, uh, uh, right, or like, like if you have six like movies by the same guy. Anything keeps... on any Tool album, like, is just right. filled with Easter eggs. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Easter how do you feel about like religious holidays that are thrust upon all of us? Oh, I so like Easter is a thing. It's a day off people get or they get. May and I rant about Easter? Please rant oh, about please Easter. Okay, please. Easter is the dumbest fucking holiday, and you're all a bunch of idiots for liking it. Okay. First of all, <laughs> Jesus died. Then he resurrected three days later. That's it. Boom. There was never a bunny. Bunnies don't lay eggs. Why the fuck are we doing this? It's like. Every year I get in trouble because I gather the children around when my mom is like preparing the ham and I tell them that we're going to hang the ham from the tree in the yard so that the zombie Jesus doesn't come and kill us all and that the ham will keep them off. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, when did the bunny thing happen? 
The bunny thing happened because it was a pagan ritual that they melded together. What happened was the Roman Catholic Church was trying to get pagans who were clearly, they were multi-theistic followers and they were trying to get them into Catholicism. So you're trying to get like your Druids and all your peoples. This is like 2,000 years ago, right? So what they did, well, they had to have a hook, but they kept the same. So there was at springtime, there Wait, is. Do they have bunnies where Jesus is from? Like in Bethlehem? No, there's no bunnies in Bethlehem. Yeah. It's not about Jesus. The bunnies aren't about Jesus. The bunnies are about the Catholic Church trying to meld a Christian holiday with a pagan celebration. So the, the spring solstice is a thing that many pagans celebrate that have, you know, it's the, the coming of, it's the end of, the official end of winter. Right. Basically, it's, it's and it's where you life get to start comes. humping. Right. Well, there's life happening, and there's well, eggs, and there's blooming. flowers, yeah, and there's so. blooming, and there's but you know the bunnies, the chocolate bunnies, that came in like in the 20s, just because they were trying to commercialize Easter. But the the new, the growth, and the newness, and all of that kind of stuff comes from the pagan stuff. The the reason that Christmas is in December is that it's the celebration of the shortest day of the year. It's like the the solstice and it was all about light in Germany it's dark and dank and in Sweden they all love Christmas because it's like come over and be friends with us and we're all going to celebrate that we saved all this food and we shot all these elk and it's very very different but we we melded all these together to make people feel good about I don't know how we're controlling their minds so holidays (laughs) for me holidays for me are kind of a waste of time like all holidays, like I'm amazed that we still do them. Um, they're you so you don't stressful. Christmas cookies? No, no. I um, I don't go anywhere for Christmas. Like that's one of the one of the many reasons I'm glad for both me and my ex-wife that I'm not married is because she loved that the Christmas idea. Like you do the Christmas thing, and I you did the tree. Uh, we stopped doing the tree at some point because I just it I, I just made it such a hassle. Like, did, did she do the St. Lucia wreaths on the head with the, no, with the candles? No, it was not that bad. It was not that bad. Um, and she didn't make me go, like, have, like, fly back to the Midwest to, uh, to do yeah. the family thing, thankfully. Sure. But, like, holidays, like, I feel like it was something that we made up at some point to distract from the fact that life kind of sucked. Absolutely. Well, that's what Christmas is about. It's the know? deepest, yeah, darkest, dankest point of winter. And it's about giving when you have nothing to give well, I think there's those that story about like she gave her hair and he bought her a comb and then the watch <laughs> she sold the watch and then the watch chain yeah, the stupid like, christmas she story she cut her hair to like buy him, to, to buy oh, him a watch right. chain yeah. and he, he sold like, his watch his to, so, yeah. to like, he so sold a watch yeah. <laughs> i think that's perfect example of what holidays uh, holidays has become yeah. at right. one point sacrifice for me you know but like at one point everybody's life was really difficult all day long like even you know except the really wealthy everybody had to do a certain amount of work to get through the day so they could get up and do it again the next day and so i'm sure somebody at some point came along and went hey i got this great idea you know that sunday where like stuff starts to change why don't we make that a day that we don't do anything we just we eat a bunch of food and just hang out. 
And that sounds like a great idea. But Sunday now bathroom drinking day. It sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Now, now it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I've got to get the chicken ready, the hen ready that I'm going to stuff in the turkey that I'm going to stuff in the, like the you know, water buffalo <laughs> that I've got to feed 40 people with. And I've got to make sure all the decorations are facing the so right way. You're against weddings too. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't get, I got, I got married in a drive through. Oh wow. In Vegas. I am, I am. You don't like ceremony. We're learning about your religious proclivities. You you don't like religious proclivities. You don't uh, like. You like, don't, don't like groups of people. Spirit. You don't like groups of people. You don't like fun um, rituals. You don't no. like ritual. You like discipline, but you don't like ritual. I love discipline. This is weird, dude. This is a weird. We're setting up like the weird, like uh, it's, you almost oh, my, have your own religion. It's my, like my a, universe is so so weird. You like Absolutely. to be alone. I love being alone. You like to be alone. You hate groups of people. You don't like doing what if someone else is doing. I almost feel like if a group of people was doing something, even if you liked it, you'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing it." No, no, actually, like, um, uh, let, let me, uh, let me, let me think of a great example. I just said this the other day to this woman that I'm that I'm hanging out with. Um, oh, that so that Britney Spears, uh-huh. right? I should just hate that, right? That that should be an obvious. I hate Britney Spears, right? Right. She's got that song, uh, Toxic. Uh, it goes up toxic. I love that yeah. song. Really? I love that song. Oh yeah, I love that song. That song huh. is awesome, right? Huh. No, I'm I'm just I refuse to let myself Don't you be know hemmed that in. You're toxic. That's how it exactly. Goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I refuse to I let myself be hemmed in either by the group or the individual. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna my goal is to be f- as free as humanly possible in this life. I want to become untethered from a normal life as much as I can possibly be. That's like, that is my goal in life. Like everything else is just to get there. So you want to, so your dream thing would be like living on a beach somewhere that's maybe a mile away from you, jujitsu camp and you have enough money, but you only see people when you want to, maybe at the store, but you kind of don't. Like what's the, what's sort of the dream? Like I go right, back this and is forth. The, I go back and forth all the time. I, I love living in Oakland for a variety of reasons. I hate living in Oakland for a variety of reasons, but, huh. um, I have, you know, I have a house in Oakland that I, that I love living in. And sometimes I think, well, maybe I should rent the house out and move to like a live workspace in the middle of the city. Huh. Cause uh-huh. I, I like being alone around a lot of people. I like being in a situation like I can I can do something so I don't have to interact with them. Like being on stage. You're interacting with a lot of people. They they shouldn't be interacting back. Right, right. But they are interacting but they're not. They're exactly. engaged oh, yeah. but they're not they're interacting with their attention. Exactly. Not with their but I, I'm, I don't have to listen to them. I don't have to like. Unless I don't they're have to laughing, care they get them. they get to make noise. Yeah. They just have to make a specific noise. Exactly. So like, or or you know. <laughs> s- Sorry, the dog just made a specific noise. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! 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 wow. Hey, what do you got there? Something's coming up. Yeah, He's licking. He likes to lick the floor. Oh, I I got three dogs. They eat a variety of things. I, he's he just yeah. did the huh. Wow, I, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, we don't. So what we know now is that Jeremy doesn't believe in God, but he does care about dog. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're, so we oh, know I, that that's I a true. I love my one. dogs deeply. Like I have three rescues. Oh, oh yeah, um, they all have first, middle, and last names. Oh yeah, yeah. Can can I please? Yeah. All right. Shout so, out to the dogs. So yeah. my my oldest is Squeaks, Squeakerella. Oh, I'm sorry. The 
Squeak Squeakerton, the Princess Squeakerella. <laughs> the second oldest is Clyde Hazard Rascal, the Orangutan, named after the uh, the the Orangutan in the Clint Eastwood movie. Huh. The um, Agent of Chaos, and then I have uh, Meatball. You, you have a dog fruit. named Agent of Chaos. No, no, he. That's his title. Oh, that's Clyde's title. Oh, he's the Agent of Chaos. They all have titles too. I see there. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then I have um, Meatball, Ferdinand. Fathead, the Duke of Flatulence. Oh, he's a farty dog. Yeah. Oh, he is farty. He yeah. is farty. I, it doesn't matter what I feed him. Oh, yeah. farty McFarterson. So, yeah. So, I have those three. And uh, so, yeah. No, no. Dogs are amazing. Yeah. Why I, can't you kick your ex-wife out of your house? Oh, she's gone. Oh, she's she's gone. gone. She's finally gone. Yeah. She has her own place. <gasps> cool. Yeah. Um, she unfortunately... You should rent your place out and totally do a live workspace in the city. What are you doing? Um, Actually, I'm going to... You live in the basement because oh. the basement's already oh, that's even fixed up for a, a person. That's perfect. And then I'm going to rent the main floor. That's so smart. Yeah. yeah. And so then like when I wake up on the how first. Big is, how big is it? Two bedrooms? Two bedroom, yeah. like 950, 950 square feet. Oh, yeah. You can 2,600 easy. Oh, yeah. No. And with the, there's a couple of amenities that go with it. So I'm, I'm looking at like 27, 28. There you go. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, like I That'll said... That'll be so great, because then you don't even really need a real job. I, I do, though. I have to keep myself occupied. Oh, I, right. I, I love being occupied. Yes. I, love, I love keeping myself occupied. Like, um, I write. I get as many mics as I can. I work out. Um, how, how many hours do you work out? Oh, I don't... The workouts are very short and intense. Oh, okay. Like, either I'm doing a high-intensity training which takes all of like 10, 15 minutes to kill me, or I'm doing like half an hour, 40 minutes on the rowing machine or the Aerodyne. Yeah. Huh. And um, he punches a horse once. And then yeah. he punches a yeah. horse. Well, I mean, the punches the a horse face. once is like the sprint of exercise. You just got to do it once. You got to knock it out, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. no. You definitely, because otherwise the horse yeah. kills you. Yeah. You I, I don't like that's running how, anymore. Finishes he finishes his workout by punching a horse in the face. Sorry, the neighbors but... hate it. The neighbors hate it. <laughs> like, like I walk out in the backyard, and they're like, "Oh, here he goes again. He's going to knock this poor horse out." Yeah. You know. I have, I have no idea if this is somehow euphemistic for something else or not. I have no idea either. Okay, that good. was good. Okay, I liked it. Though. Good. All right. Um, Phew. So, so do you? Do you are, are you? Would you consider yourself anti-religion? Mm, yes, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, religion to me is one of the many control mechanisms that are used to like make people follow in line and not be able to find who they are, not be able to go out and just live the life that they should, you know? I mean, because if, what was that? The Michael Moore movie sicko, I think it was, there's a great line in it. I mean, the movie is pretty good. Um, he's a little fast and loose with facts for my liking, but there's a great line in it where this person says a workforce, a feared workforce, like a workforce that's, that's in fear is a great workforce. And how you do that is you make sure that medical insurance and their student debt is always looming over their head. Uh, They're always like afraid of it. Sure. And that's kind of what religion is. You know, religion is you're always religion afraid you're going to do debt. the wrong. Yeah. You're, you're in debt to God. Yeah. Debt. Uh-huh. And it's all vague and complicated. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's you, true. It's a really, it's, that's, that's great actually. It's student debt is, yeah, absolutely. You know, so like, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't care what religion it is. I don't care what you're, you know, you're worshiping the sun, you're doing the Christianity thing. I find it all to be a little bit repulsive. What about, what about, um, 
uh, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate. What about for society in general and like children? Don't you think that they need an external morality to be able to make choices for themselves? Like who tells sure. the children what's right and what's wrong if there is no well, you know, religious tenets that we all subscribe to? Why don't we just tell them that, okay, look, we've got a big world. There's a lot of people in it. We've got to do certain things so this thing moves correctly. This, it's all going to go bad if we're all doing our own thing. So let's all get together. We can, we can have, you can have your own ideas, but as a society, we've kind of got to go sort of in the same direction. We've got to sort of agree on some things um, so we can keep this but thing right moving. now we're really vastly, I mean, we're like, we're supposed to be like, don't kill people. And yet we kill lots well, and lots and lots of people. It, uh, the problem for one of the major problems with religion and a lot of systems is that it tries to define something that is on a case-by-case basis. Like, your kid is a thousand case basis, or a million case basis. Every second of that little motherfucker's life, you gotta be there and, like, walk him through, her or her, everything. Like, you can say, oh, this is how we should handle that. That's how they learn. They're not gonna learn from some fucking book that says, oh, thou shall not uh, be a Except dick. Except that it's... Sometimes you need to be a dick. Th- but that was where, that's how I was, like, because as a child, I just did what I was told, which is kind of the way that most children work. They give you this, they say, here's what it is. Here's the Jesus part. And you go, yay, the Jesus part. Jesus yeah, see, I think loves me. This I know Jesus for the Bible or the, so. the whatever the part. Like, I think that we set people up for a lot of cynical disbelief because we tell them Santa. You know, we tell kids right. Santa. But that's another thing. Santa and Jesus are the same. Be good. Oh, yeah. I've got don't you on be a, a dick. List. Yeah. Don't or be I'm a dick. You. Yeah, yeah, or you don't I mean, get presents. Just blatantly holding fucking your GI Joe right over your head. Right. Yeah. You know, which which yeah. is yeah. is that really teaching a kid a moral lesson, or is that teaching a kid extortion? I know. Interesting, right? So yeah, actually, and so, it's so funny that we like we accept are, it as a universal lie. You know, lie to all of, the children instead about of this thing. Religion, because I'm not saying you just go out and do whatever you want and like. Go crazy, you know, uh, marry furniture, <laughs> which is, you know. That's actually per- a really safe way to, thing to do. Yeah. You're not going to have my any personal kids. opinion. You want to marry a chair, please do. Have and I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to marry the chair. To belittle the, the, the same sex marriage thing because I think that's a big deal. But I think that we, we really screw it up because we don't just say the truth. We don't just say, hey, look, the reason you can't, you know, shit in the street is because then everybody has the right to shit in the street. I mean, okay, so really quick. Well, we really, can use history. We don't shit in the street because in 15, you know, 87, there was a fucking plague right. because everyone threw their shit in the street. Everybody we figured shits it out. in the street around here. Yeah, but I mean, like, it used to Not be that everyone. we all just threw a our feces. Yeah. One of the reasons religion came about is because we didn't know well, where to put our poo. There's, there's a, okay, <laughs> you know, so like really we had to, you had to tell people. There's a, there's yeah. a, there's a really great, if you guys want to like, check out all the weird stories in the Bible. There's a really great website, the brick Bible, I think it is. And it's a, this woman made this thing. It's all Legos and it's all the weird stories of the Bible. (laughs) And one of the things they talk about is it used to be a rule that you had to go to the edge of town and and town was like 50 people, probably 40 people. So town was like, you know, at like Bryant, you know, it was right there. And so you had to go to the edge of town, dig a hole, take a shit and bury your shit because people were just walking outside their tent, taking a squat. And that led to problems. Absolutely, I, get, yeah. I get that. But 
why have the the imaginary creature that goes with the rule you know why let's 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 try let's have some faith in humanity which i have little of but let's have have some faith in humanity and say the reason the rule is and tell them the real reason you know health reasons or you know whatever you know, that, right, that's instead my, of because God said so, or like, you're going to be struck down, the, or whatever. I think religion used to be like the uh, pronunciation book. Do you remember the pronunciation book? The pronunciation no. book. No, that shit was know. like religion to me. It was like this website, and every day they load a YouTube clip at the same exact time, 8.05, every morning, new YouTube clip. It would say, this is how you pronounce quinoa, and then say quinoa. It was just quinoa. white background with black text, quinoa. Quinoa does this for fucking like five years, and then I one day it starts saying in 365 days something is going to happen, and then we'll play this hissing noise, and then the wow. next day we'll play another word, and then say in 364 days something is going to happen. The hissing would be slightly different, and then people started running the hissing through this weird machine, and it was printing out a line of a photo, just one tiny line of pixels every day. So it was a 365 pixel photo, and it was getting. By, by the lion every day. So this is going on for a year. And then like the last 90 days of it, it's like reading parts of the story. And like every day is like a different section of the story. And then it's like, uh, I mean, it had some beautiful poetry in it too. It was so fucking fantastic. It was like, we're all, we're all dollars in the tip, in this, in this shitty tip jar or something was one of the really cool ones. I can't remember, it was beautiful. I'm butchering it. But um, at the end, it was just a thing for a uh, video game. No. Good, good. No. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. But they're, but they're, stealing, they're stealing directly from... It was a really um, cool game that they made Christmas. on a computer. It wasn't for, like, Nintendo. Well, well, um, well, it's the Christmas story, right? Yeah, but Christmas used to feel like that. But what I'm saying... No, no, no. What I'm saying is the, it's the Christmas story. The yeah. movie, the Christmas story. The Ovaltine thing. Right, right, oh. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he waits totally for right. his decoder ring. The decoder yeah. ring. And, and then it's at the Drink very end. Ovaltine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that... Yeah. He waited. He had to buy the thing. Here's, and the, Oh. Here's if, like, if religion didn't end like the pronunciation book, like if the pronunciation book was still going, I would still get up at 8.04 and wait for that fucking clip to come up every morning. Right, because yeah. everyone needs to know how to pronounce quinoa. Yeah. I, yeah, I could have used that thing as a teenager in my early 20s because like I didn't talk to a lot of smart people when I was growing up, but I'd read pretty good. I had like a pretty good uh, literature thing going. and uh, So I'd read these words that, you know, wonderful words, loved them. No clue how to pronounce them. Right. No clue. And it's like like in my like early twenties, I'd be talking to people way smarter than me. I would go, you know, the the I can't think of any right now. My like brain is being trying to be F-E-C-U-N-D. nice to me. E C U N D. It's people say fecund, but it's fecund. Exactly. And I like I go like, you know, I God, man, I can't think of any, but you you're talk, talking to somebody smart and you go Sobriquet. The you know, the the perfund of the thing and they're like, um, that's not how it's pronounced. And you just feel so small all of a sudden. It's amazing. There's a bunch of those, like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the one that, I mean, and there's the, in, uh, if you're, if you go to England and you say aluminum, they think you're an idiot. It's aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course it's aluminium. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. What's, uh, what, what, niche, is that a niche, niche, niche? Niche, uh, there you go. Yeah, well, niche is how you would, it, I guess it's the French pronunciation, but niche, yeah, niche. Everybody says niche in LA. Niche. Yeah. Where are you so, in your niche? Yeah. But like, okay, so really quick, here's the thing that I have on religion. Like, it's really like, so you're, you're, I think that all religions should have to stick to the original formula. They should all have to like the the original deal that they came out with. Because my thing is they keep changing to try to attract members. They keep trying to change to be up to date. It's if 
God, the Alpha, whatever whatever your 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 thing is, He's the Alpha and the Omega of your religion, of your your be- belief. He's the beginning and end. Are you telling me that He didn't see down the road? that there was going to be a problem that, oh shit, people are going to actually care about gay people or, oh shit, women are going to actually like step up to the plate and like demand rights. Uh, uh, and like, just didn't write about it. This internet thing's just a phase. You know, like, but like, it's the, um, the, I don't know if you guys have ever read, there's a found, this foundation series by Isaac Asimov and uh, he's got, there's a character in it that has written the whole history of what's going to happen. And every once in a while, it doesn't work out. And so you go, oh, they're in trouble. It's not working out. He's wrong. And after they overcome the next thing, there's this like, you know, time capsule or whatever. It's been 30 years since I've read it. There's this time capsule that shows that he actually had planned for it, but he needed them to overcome it themselves because he's got like something on the other side that says, ah, you made it. Right. And like, so you're telling me that the God didn't like he wrote this document the bible and it was like all right we can have slaves and if you get raped in town you both get put to death but if you get raped in the country well the guy's in trouble and the woman isn't but if the guy and this is in the bible this yeah, is awesome. yeah it's leviticus if, if, yeah. The, uh, if the guys if the girl's father catches them in the middle of the rape the woman has to marry the rapist and the rapist has to pay the the you know the father like God didn't go, oh, that, that there's going to be a problem with that down the road, but let's keep it in now. Like it, it's so obvious that, that we, uh, we let, oh, God is mysterious. No, God isn't mysterious. Men are mysterious. Uh, men, men write this and then have to revise it as, as, as. I wonder how many, wait, hold on. Yeah. Let's put a pin in this. Wait, wait. So theoretically, I'm not saying this is right or that I'm for this, but like, if you just like liked a chick back in the day, you could just rape her in front of her dad. Um, if you and then by law, she's well, your wife. I think. Well, I think also somewhere in there he gets. Does the, that like take care of the whole ceremony too? No, no. You have to have a big <laughs> ceremony. There have to be shekels involved. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I think that it's like like the the cost of the rape is like fifty shekels. It's a shekel. Money. It's a Jesus dollar. Yeah, it's a, it's an old dollar, a really um, old one. I I mean the problem is that women were the property of their father's house, and so basically like oh yeah, you've got to get your money for yeah, your property. But like you know? I th- like that's one of the things that like people talk about time travel. I'd love to time travel not to like get rich or like stop Hitler or like be at Normandy or whatever whatever it is. I'd like to go back and just kind of watch things as they played out. Like my big thing is I'd love to watch Coltrane and Miles Davis when they were doing all that stuff in those little clubs and nobody was digging on it. Oh yeah. Like I'd love to watch that. Or I'd like to go back somehow and be the fly on the wall at the point where, you know, the, the guy in charge was writing the Bible was like, you know, like, like, cause it happened before the Bible, the, the point where the, the, somebody went, okay, these women are out of control. Their vaginas are just way too wild. Too We've got to come up with some rules. We've got to figure out how to control them. Because we're the be weaker sex, but we've the got the power. You know what I mean? And so, like... Well, because physically, men do have the power. They well, can no, always no, overpower women. Well, see, that's like the women, weird... Yeah, well, the, the, the men have the authority. The women have the power. No, like, I get but what you're... physically, physically yeah, authority. The, I mean, it, it that's happen. what it comes down to for women. The, the only reason that I'm ever afraid of men is that 
they can physically overpower oh, yeah. me if they want to. So, so I, of- I can't. I can kick and I can gouge eyes out and I can do all these kinds of things. But when it comes down to it, physically, I'm smaller and men can take what they want if they don't. Well, I'm talking about in a normal, healthy relationship. You probably have the power. Well, but my relationship's different too because I'm 10 years older. I'm also like high, highly classically educated. There, it's very, it's different. It's well, it's really it's a weird it's a weird thing. It's, so I'm I'd like to talk about something you said because yeah. it's really right on. Whereas men physically are are more superior, but the thing about it that I think is interesting is the, like the shell, the the overall is bigger and stronger, but the genitals is a switch. Oh, absolutely. You, you can slap a dick wrong and the guy's down for a week. You're absolutely right. You can right. kick yeah. someone yeah. in the, you know, yeah, the yeah, vagina yeah, yeah. and they're like, eh. well, and You next, got kicked in the cunt a little bit. No big deal. You know, right? Yeah. So I think that it has part to do with the fact how guys had to do the Bible and all that things to control women is because at the end of the day, it comes down to sex. And if your sex is weaker than the other sex, but you are physically more powerful, you can easily come in and go, okay, well, I'm going to put, you know, a little cordon around your genitals and make that off limits. And that lessens your ability to, to you know, to be powerful. And, right. You know, and I'm not trying to say I'm like a feminist because I'm sure there's a lot of women <laughs> that would go, oh, he's an asshole. Don't worry. But I think that that's like the early start of how we get to all the rules in the Bible about women and whatever rules. Because I'm using the Bible over and over because I haven't bothered to get into any of the other ones right it's one of the only texts that i actually have like a relationship with i didn't i haven't read it like the bogda vita or i haven't read i've read a little bit of the Tao. i've read like the Tao of poo and the tay of piglet and i've like so i've read a little bit of taoist stuff but through the lens of i mean a.a mill through the lens of this the uh, what, who's the writer of that? I can't remember. T- the, the Tao of Pooh. It's really good. I'm trying oh, to c- close my eyes and either. see the art, see the guy on it, but I can't think of it. A f- philosophy. With the little red sash. And the, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I can picture the and cover the, too. And the, yeah. the piglet one is is uh, is yellow. No, it's not Sartre. Although I do read it. I, do, I have read a lot of Jean-Paul Sartre, but... I haven't read And I've read a lot of... I've read a little. Uh, it was good. Al- Aldous Huxley. I'm definitely into his series. I, I read enough Sartre to like have a tattoo. Oh, you have a Sartre tattoo? That's yeah, great. Yeah. Hell is other you, people? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you yeah, know. That's the big classic one. And oh, it's true, especially for you. I love that one. That yeah. one. That was really a great, is. it's a great, I mean, No Exit is one of the best plays ever written. It is. And it's, it's a great one to read it and also watch it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's really Yeah, I've brilliant. never seen it. I don't. It's, it's amazing. It's really incredible the way that the characters all sort of interact. And I've studied that play a lot and taught it. Uh, okay, we have about six minutes left. Okay. So we've gotten through. You don't believe in anything traditional. I don't I don't even believe in the spirit. I don't believe we have spirit. You don't, we're so, like an electrical impulse away from dead. So when we're dead, that's it. We're that's just, it. It's all it, over. The worms and the whole thing. There's no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking like. We're just a collection of experiences. That all die when you die. It's amazing. It's fu- it's so wonderful. Like, huh. imagine if it all, everything you did didn't matter. It makes it matter so much more. Because if it doesn't matter, then you when you do it, when you really go for it, when you put all the energy in, all the time and all the training for whatever you do, like like the black belt, you know, for a tournament, it's, a, it's six weeks of not fun. Like six weeks of, I wish this was over. 
I can't, my, my ribs hurt, my, my neck, I can barely move my head. I'm going from 195 to 175. I hate this. And at the end of the day, like even like short term, like you get the medal, no one cares. No one cares. Like huh. there's like two people in the room and you walk out. That's life. That I think that's, a, and I, that probably is depressing. I don't know. I a love it. A little bit. I love it though. Like imagine if nothing mattered, everything you did is so much more crucial because you just went for it with the knowledge that at the end of the day, it's useless. Well, I mean, I definitely feel that way about comedy, but you try not to be so nihilistic that you, you know, negate the, Oh, but because that's the thing is I get twisted up in that. And then I'm like, nothing is, if, if nothing has meaning, then why do it? What the fuck are we doing? To to just do the actual activity of it. But then I'm like, what am I doing? I'd rather just chill the fuck out. Oh, but like, see that, that, that is the challenge. I love chilling the fuck out. I love chilling the fuck out too. That's why I stay occupied all the time. Otherwise, that's all I would do. I'd love chilling. You know, I, uh, when I was a, when I was a youth, I, I know this is going to be surprising. When I was a youth, I spent a little time in the correctional facilities. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Shocking. But, uh, I really liked being in solitary confinement. Whoa. I really liked it. Whoa. Like the longest. I but think it's I, dark. I no and no they turn the lights on sometimes they're mean but, and they turn the lights on twenty four hours a day oh my god and then you got to learn how to sleep with a pillow but over there's your head. no like there's no like is there a window no there's no window no that's inhumane you can't oh no I I I I agree it's inhumane no one should ever have to do it I would love to do it again like yeah I I think the longest I, I'm I'm okay it's just really hard for me to wrap my brain around because right now people in jail like one of the things that they fight against is they say that solitary confinement is a human rights violation it is absolutely oh i agree it's human rights violation but you were like yeah i kind of dug it i loved it like i they give you well, your I food a, through a tray no yeah. problem do you get to read a book um sometimes you do sometimes you don't so it you just what do you do push-ups you sleep what the fuck do you do in solitary you you pace you do push-ups you jack off a lot you uh, you just you just keep doing things. You keep you thinking. No. I think I would try and do weird stuff. Hey, maybe I'd go if I could go back. I would. Now now here's the thing. I was in a work camp one time near or- the Oregon border, and a I work got camp. A work camp. Like a I'm working on yeah, like sort a of. breaking rocks. <laughs> yeah, like, sort of. Okay, I mean, okay. we had to dig ditches, cool hand cut hand trees yeah. down. Cool hand Luke. Um, I mean, but there was baseball games and like stuff like that. So it wasn't it wasn't I wasn't doing hard time. Um, okay. But uh, I got in trouble for something, and it was in a day and age when youth in America were still, you know, you were on your own a little in the penal system. And so they had the hot box, and it was like the size of an outhouse, and it was in the shade, but we are in the middle of nowhere near Oregon, so it's really hot. And I had to sit in that thing. I think the longest I sat in that thing was like two weeks. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did you pee? Um, there's, there's a, there's a kind of a, a, a slat out the back and you just kind of pee out that. And they give you water? Oh yeah. They give you water and they give you food. You know. That, but you liked this. Oh yeah. I mean. A compared, but you liked it comparatively to the other life, like hanging out with everybody and having to be like a little dude in orange. That sucked. Oh, for absolutely. You, but that sucked yeah, like, more than just being alone. Oh, I if, and having if, if I have, yeah, no. But you wouldn't opt to do it again. No, no, I would. Like, well, I mean, okay. 
I kind of going to do that at the end of the year. I'm going to do one of the. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do one of those cross country uh, trips on a, a train. Uh-huh. I'm going to get my. I'm going to get a sleeper compartment, yeah. and I'm going to be on the train for like four days there. I think it is four and a half days there, and then like four and a half days back and I'm, I may spend a little bit of time there but I think I'm just going to do it for the train rides I, I see I wouldn't have a problem back. with that that's that's, that's fine I mean because I read I mean I can read for four days there's no question about yeah. that I can just read a book for yeah days. I mean like that's one of the things like and I, I, I'm not trying to make it sound like I was in a gulag in Siberia you know I, I got fed three times a day um, I think my only complaint is you don't get to shower as much oh but you know showers and showers and lockup are famous for for other things than showering so that's not entirely bad right, too. avoid the showering wow this has been a really bizarre some call me tim because i still i mean i feel like i know i feel like i do understand your concept I'll of, come back of for religion and the, and the higher power just that you if you're the guy that says if somebody else has this has written down some tenants on life you might read them. Oh, yeah. But you're not necessarily, you'd never follow them. You'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to, you would read theirs and then you would come up with your own. And oh, they absolutely. could be very similar. Oh, yeah. But they wouldn't be that dudes. Fuck that dude. He can do his That's, thing. I'm going to do mine. Right. Okay. See, I'm getting it. I like I'm Jer- getting it. I'm I like, getting it. I like Jeremy. He's like if Henry Rollins would pick you up at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to yeah, be your Uber I'm, thing. I'm, That's so, great. So I'm totally willing to come back for part two if you want to talk more about religion. Because I've, I, I, like I said, it's the most fascinating, horrific thing that I can think yeah, of. Yeah, it's... Uh, and I got a ton to talk about it's it. Pretty, so. It's pretty it's scary stuff. And I'm sure you've got a line of comics who want to be on this, well, this and show. We're trying to let people like, know that it's not just comics. We'll talk to anybody. They can be normal people. They could be poets who really aren't normal people. I mean, I'd love to have an accountant. Why not? Oh, you're an accountant? I got person? a guy for you. I mean, what? Like whatever. I, it, the whole point is that it's... Everybody has some kind of connection or disconnection with the higher power or not, as you believe, not higher power. Some people believe that after death, you do, you believe that it's the worms. Maybe the worms are the higher power, but there's something that keeps turning the world and maybe it's just gravity. Oh, I think gravity is God. I think eventually it's going to end. Like one of the things that I, one of the things I love about listening to really patriotic people who talk about like, you know, the flag and America is they don't realize that eventually every empire comes to an end. Yeah. And, and this we, place is going to come to an end and it's going to be interesting to watch play out. The world, like humans, we're going to come to an end. We're huh. going to reach our point and it's going to be over. Well, I mean, the, the dinosaurs got 160 million years. They oh, did yeah, pretty well. We've got some time left. A I'm not sure bit. we're going to make it as far as the dinosaurs because they were no, really we're dumb and so they didn't pull off all the years. smart things we do. Yeah. Yeah. They had the all tiny the, little fans, tiny all, little tiny fans. All the research we did on dinosaurs is pretty much idiotic and stupid. They're, it's really a, not a... We're discovering now that they were just giant birds. They had feathers and were uh, very smart. So they're saying no, Tyrannosaurus Rex wasn't real? They were just, just no, a bird? No, he had feathers and was a badass. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't think anybody disputes he's a badass. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he just had little saying, hands and couldn't jack off. We might put some of those off. bones a little bit together the We wrong put way. them together the wrong way. Maybe. Maybe. The, of that's course not, we did. That's yeah. not surprising at all. Because we never, that's the thing is we never find a full specimen. It's very, very rare because when they yeah. put the, when, when the earth would, they'd have to get like, it would be like uh, a mammoth would have to fall into an ice cavern and, yeah, psh, and then they're dead. Yeah. Right. And that's why woolly mammoths, they have the yeah, whole, the whole structure. Wings. 
Or maybe it was bones. a giant prank. Wing bones. And the they were just like, bones. like the, the dinosaurs were like when one dinosaur would die. The like, legs, it's our fault. We put the legs on the bottom. The legs were coming out of their shoulders. What the fuck are we doing? Like, we're putting them like humans. We're like, look, they've got these tiny little arms yeah. and they've got these big leg thing. No, they had tiny arms and they had wings on their back. Yeah. The leg things yeah, with the weird talons at the bottom, of course. The three. <laughs> yeah. I see, when you look at it, it's like they look like talons. And then we, because we're yeah, stupid humans, fucking birds. we put them on their feet, but they didn't have feet. No. They had tiny little. They were flying around. They were flying, and their arms were probably the tiny feet that they perched on. Oh. Which is why they didn't need to use them as weird little arms. Yeah. Was, like yeah, flappy little arm things, because yeah. they were to hang onto a now big I've got tree. Vicious visage of, of of the Tyrannosaurus Rex with with wings and these and big they're arms dragons. and little legs. That's and why we call them dragons. That's why we have dragon mythology. Is that there was probably they all the Tyrannosauruses were really birds. I don't know. It's we like, figured everything out today. It's really hard for me to believe in anything. I, I mean, I never, you just blew my mind. I never thought of the idea of that it could be possible that yeah, humans would put it, it back the, together wrong. Channel, <laughs> so I watched it on. I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you know what they actually kind of look like are Skeksis. Yeah. <laughs> Skeksis. I, I was with you until you said the History Channel. I mean, um, it might not have been the History okay, Channel. I don't know. I saw it's like, all on like, Netflix. Everything okay, important is on Netflix. Because now the History Channel is like, what if aliens? Like, no, what this I learned like five, ten. We're years really ago, like, what? What if aliens abducted Ancient George Washington? Aliens. Uh, yeah, all that stuff is absolutely uh, almost true. I believe in. I believe in almost everything that we talked about today. Well, and nothing. I Pam, don't believe. Pam, thank in a lot you for either. having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, we are gonna take a little break. Well, uh, pervert fervor throws it all together, and then we're going to be back with hour two here on Some Call Me Tim with pervert fervor playing the Moogs, the, the, the ones and twos, very special. Thanks again to Jeremy Atkins. Look him up on the Internet and, uh, and see what he's all about on the Facebooks. That's, you know, that's how we all do, you guys. Come on. Come out and see him on Wednesday, probably tonight. At, uh, are you going to go to Eagle? I will be at the Eagle, and I think I'm either going to Brainwash or somewhere, and then I'll be at Penelope after that. All right, all oh, the way I'll back. Be, hey, on Monday, I'll be at Concord at Vinny's, and this show starts at like 7.30. Fucking sweet. Vinny's in Concord. Yeah. I actually babysit tonight, so I can't go out, so sad face. But great, because then I make money. Yay. All right, we'll be back, guys. Thanks again. This is Some Call Me Tim. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Vendor's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son!
some call him Tim. That was some call me Tim for today. Pervert fervor, bringing you the moogie doogie ones and twos. Really rocking today. Good times. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with our special guest. Let's see if I can remember who it is. Is it Smelly Strable? That would be that would be super if I can remember. Let's see. Next week is Hunter Uniac. Next week, 9:28. Join us there. Thanks so much to Timothy Pizza. Bye, everybody. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>